It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your good podcast from. Well, it's a Wednesday morning funny week. Day off yesterday. Certainly hope that you enjoyed your day off as we commemorated Anzac Day. Today is April the 26th. Yes, the end of the month is nearly here. And we are going to be having a look at Melbourne this morning. Melbourne's affluent suburbs, including Brimbank, Port Phillip, and Stonington, faced significant population declines during the pandemic due to the closed borders and and the lockdowns, but Melbourne's West, of course, experienced population booms with low interest rates prompting first home buyers to purchase properties. And Melbourne's rents have hit record highs in the CBD soaring by almost 47%. So we are going to be catching up with Chris McNeil, a director from Ethos Urban, and good morning to you, Chris. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Uh, good morning, Craig. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Well, you guys, you are a team of planners, economists and designers striving to lead a positive change to the quality of urban living across Australia. So how hard is planning urban living these days in 2023? It can be challenging, Craig. Yeah, we're a we're a multidisciplinary firm. We've got plenty of urban planners on board, and I'm a director in the uh, urban economics team. And urban economics itself is a is a fairly quirky, quirky sort of subset of economics where we look at a range of economic issues and uh, policy that impact our cities. And has there ever been a busier time with all the COVID and then the post COVID for an organisation like you? I mean, there's a lot to sort of keep up with, isn't there? A massive amount to keep up with. Uh, I think it's fair to say that the past two to three years, uh, that COVID period in particular, for anyone with a professional interest in demographics, it's probably been the most uh, fascinating and interesting time in our careers. Mine goes back over 25 years, so it's, it's been extraordinary. All right, well, we'll catch up with Chris. We'll talk more about Melbourne in just a moment. While we can't predict the future of the real estate market, we can provide insights on what's currently trending. With over 450 episodes designed for the astute property buyer, it's powerful information at your fingertips. And right now, it's time for another 30-second property tip. We go to Nick on the Lower North Shore. Good morning, Nick. What have you got for us this morning? Good morning, Craig. Thanks for having me again. I thought we'd chat about auction this morning uh, because it's certainly the, the preferred method of sale across the Lower North Shore of Sydney and, and many other markets uh, throughout Australia as well. But my uh, hot auction tip today for buyers is never bid first. You want to see who bids, where the market's seeing value. If you bid first and you and you put a bid out there that's going to be you know over where the other buyers are, are seeing value, if there are other buyers, you've got no context there. So you could be paying way over. So let them start the bidding and then you can come in and have a go at it when and if you see fit. Oh, that's really interesting because I tell you what, all the auctioneers will be saying, no, don't say that, Nick. <laughs> no, they probably won't like that. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals, only on The Real Estate Podcast.
Well, let's have a look at your birthday calls today for the 26th of April. If you are celebrating and blowing out the candles, happy birthday. You are celebrating with Channing Tatum, who is turning 42. Melania Trump, the Slovenian, she is having a birthday today, turning 53. Kevin James, the comedian, is 58. And Jet Li is turning 59. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, let's check on the wet stuff and the dry stuff. First we go to Sydney, expecting cloudy conditions, but it should be mainly dry for your Wednesday, and expecting a high of 23 degrees. Melbourne expecting a sunny one and 24. Brisbane expect some rain, 25 is your forecast top. And in Perth, also showers to ease today and your top of 21 degrees. Whether you're a seasoned investor or a first-time buyer, know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. And as mentioned, we are checking in on Melbourne this morning and Chris McNeil, a director from Ethos Urban, is back with us. And Chris, you touched on it earlier, the the height of COVID, Melbourne had almost zero immigration, the movement out of populated areas to coastal or a country home was going on. Basically, a lot of people left urban living. Migration, though, bounced back quite strongly last year and people are returning to the city again. It's kind of like a a weird phenomenon that we've seen over the last 12 months. That's exactly right. Over the 2021 period, uh, we saw quite an exodus out of Melbourne. In in fact, the ABS has uh, reported that immigration, of course, uh, basically uh, ceased. We had a significant out-migration to both other parts of the state and also to uh, interstate areas over that period as well. And really, the only thing that was continuing to act in a positive way was natural increase. Um, That's the uh, surplus of uh, births over deaths. But overall, that meant that Melbourne actually decreased in population over that period. Uh, What we've then seen, of course, is that uh, since the early part of 2022, immigration in particular has absolutely uh, surged back and uh, Melbourne is now now growing again. So reasonably, uh, reasonably positively again. Yeah, and the affordability of housing has been a factor in decreasing populations, especially in wealthier inner city suburbs. And the lack of infill development of smaller apartments made it difficult to find available housing in wealthier suburbs. How much of a problem or a headache has all of that been? I think there were a number of different dynamics that were occurring that impacted on housing availability uh, through the COVID period. But overall, ability to find sites and proposed developments that are both viable and conform to uh, planning requirements is, is a real challenge, particularly in established area suburbs and particularly in, in areas that are a little delicate in terms of their um, willingness to accept uh, significant amounts of infill housing. It's, it's, a, it's a real challenge for the industry and I think it's a real challenge uh, challenge for the uh, community as well. Now, you mentioned data last week from the ABS. It had a look at capital cities and also recent growth. Uh, What can you tell us about national and state? 
The ABS provides updates every uh, every so often on uh, a variety of different data, of course. And last week was um, always an exciting time for a demographer because uh, they released the regional population growth um, figures, which which provides both capital city growth and then a variety of other um, urban areas as well. They've updated now through to 30 June 2022. We can uh, observe there that Melbourne is estimated to have grown by about 55,000 people in the year to 30 June 2022. Which is a significant turnaround from the year prior. That represents a growth rate of about 1.1%, so still well short of where it was prior to the COVID period. The big winner out of that one was Brisbane, which which grew by 59,000 people at a growth rate that's really kicking along at 2.3%. Most of the other capital cities were were fairly similar to Melbourne or a little under. I did know with some interest that Adelaide grew by 1.1%, which is the same growth rate as Melbourne. Most Melburnians would like to think we uh, we can kick along a little little better than that going forward. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of competition there for sure. And the return of migrants to Melbourne, especially international students, that is turning the tide for housing demand, leading to a, a bounce in the market. The vacancy rate is back to pre-pandemic levels and rents. I mean, they're also at pre-pandemic levels with rental properties. Now, they're being leased within a few days of being listed. It's a, it's a real turnaround around. That's exactly right. The market's really tight. And of course, uh, economic conditions are then working against a number of developments that might actually be able to ease uh, that situation, particularly in the established area suburbs. One of the problems at the moment is that project viability simply doesn't stack up on a number of those projects, yet you've got a very tight market at the same time. And of course, you know, in the whole scheme of things, the what's going on in the building industry doesn't help either. That continued energy in a city builds. I mean, it's just very difficult at the moment in the building industry. It's really tough, particularly in inner city builds, because uh, you've got a fairly uh, lengthy timeline to uh, get an approval. And often an approval uh, might be filled with a lot of angst, not just for the landowner or developer, but across the community as well. And uh, at the end of all that, all that's really been delivered after several years of, of a fairly difficult and costly process is perhaps a 150 apartment development, which which for a city that's uh, projected to require 45,000 odd dwellings per annum, going forward means that it's a fairly tough ask. And is there anything else that sort of stood out last week when you were going through the ABS data that you thought, gee, that's really interesting, that's an interesting stat? Is there anything that sort of was there that sort of made you have a double look? Well, yes, yes. One of the things that I've been struck with ever since the COVID pandemic period, of course, is the is, is something of a, a movement to the regions. Some of our larger regional cities, not just Greater Geelong and Ballarat and Bendigo, but also, also a number of others that are within, say, a, a two and a half to three hour travel time of Melbourne and also tick boxes in terms of lifestyle attributes have really uh, really kicked on over that period. They've, they've exhibited pretty strong growth and with the ability to work from home or, or perhaps embark on some sort of hybrid lifestyle where you might only really need to return to uh, headquarters, if you like, back in Melbourne, maybe once a week, perhaps even once a fortnight or something like that. I think there are opportunities going forward now for a lot of people to have a bit of a think about where they wish to base themselves either permanently or at least on a, a permanent part-time basis going forward. And I think that's going to mean that we we might have a, a bit of a more relevant 
elevated expectation of the growth rate we might see in some of our bigger bigger regional cities and uh, lifestyle towns going forward. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you make. It's sort of a hybrid, exactly right, because in the next five years, if you project five years out from now, I think it'll be very interesting to just see how that has developed this whole working from home. And not only that, connectivity as well. Like there are patches where Wi-Fi is not that great, but, you know, in a couple of years' time, some of these pockets will have, you know, G5, and that'll open up a whole new opportunity for people. I think that's exactly right. Uh, not just connect- connectivity in terms of uh, of, of data and uh, that sort of thing, but also uh, in, ter- in transport terms. Victoria is one of the more accessible states back to the state capital. It differs geographically to just about every other state in that regard. And the freeway network, but perhaps even more particularly now going forward, the rail network out to regional cities is improving and frequencies are improving and the ability to either walk to or perhaps drive to a station and then be back in Melbourne in a reasonable amount of time is improving with every year. All right then, Chris, we'll leave it there. That was great to catch up with you, find out a little bit about the demographer's life there in Melbourne. And thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. You're most welcome, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 